have you ever had a huge goal that was just so big and scary and hairy and you couldn't even speak it aloud? I had this big, big goal this year and I was so fearful of actually doing it that I didn't do it. And this week I decided to pull the trigger and make it happen. So that's what this episode is about. See you soon. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you don't have to get it perfect. You have to get it going. And this week I launched Husband Rehab. Husband Rehab is a six-week online marriage course geared towards married moms that are wanting to take their marriage from good to great. Their marriage is like, meh, and they want it to be more like, meh. And I find that this group of women is one that I can really, really resonate well with. But I was telling myself, well, who do you think you are? You're not a marriage and family therapist. Oh, you're going to go launch your own marriage course now? (laughs) Yeah, right. So that fear was preventing me from doing what my heart was singing about. And this week I decided, you know what? What the heck? We're just going to launch this course. And I put up a promo video about the course and boom, the course starts on Monday. It's not pretty. It's not perfect, but it's happening. And I'm so excited. I'm nervously excited, but I'm so excited. And I know I can serve these women that have big marriage frustrations. You might be totally overwhelmed Maybe you can't stand your husband. Maybe you're in a sexless marriage. You live like roommates. You're thinking, this is not the guy I married. If I had known it was going to be like this, maybe you feel like you're such a nag and you hate being a nag, but you don't know how to not nag. You might feel like you're the bad cop, like kids race to daddy when he comes home from work, but you're the one there doing the homework. And the disciplining, it's like good cop, bad cop, no fun. Maybe you want him to go to therapy or counseling and he just refuses. You know, we all have marriage frustrations. We're so different, men and women. People in general, it's amazing that we get together in the first place. So it's no surprise that there's conflict in our relationships. And one thing I always do with my clients is have them remember why they fell for him in the first place. You know, negative is natural. Positive is on purpose. It's easy to pick out all those frustrations. But before this turns into a male bashing podcast, you got to remember why you fell for him in the first place. You have to be deliberate. It takes some thought. You might have to rewind the tapes. You might have to go back to when you were dating. But take that time. And you might even want to do it every single day. And pick out what you love and appreciate about your husband. You might have to stop this podcast, write it down, and then press play again. It might take that kind of time because we're only focused on what we can't stand about the other person. But really, there's so much good there. There really is so many, many good things there. But we forgot. I'd also like women to start with the end in mind. Thank you, Stephen Covey. Begin with the end in mind. What does your dream relationship look like in the first place? You know, we get so caught up with falling in love and getting engaged and planning a wedding and being newlyweds. We're not thinking about the dynamic when there's kids in the mix. 
and people are working and there's lots of demands, et cetera. So now is a good time to do that. You know, what does your partnership really look like? Your dream partnership? Because how are you going to get there if you don't even know what you want? It's like the travel agent that says, okay, where do you want to go on vacation? And you're like, oh, I want to go in April. Uh huh. Where do you want to go on vacation? Oh, somewhere warm. I love the beach and I love to ski. Wait, where do you want to go on vacation? Okay, I want to go with my husband, but not the kids, unless there's a kids club. Lady, where do you want to go on vacation? We got to know what we're looking for in the first place. So what does that dream relationship look like? You know, how you're going to get there, it's nowhere near how you think it's going to happen. But when you can begin with the end in mind, you're on the right path. You know, I want to tell you a little bit about the dips that I had in my marriage. And this was going back to when we were brand new parents and we had just moved out of state for my husband's career. And I lived in California my entire life. I was in my early 30s. And here I was still trying to get in the swing of things with motherhood. I'm in a new city where I don't know anybody except for a couple people that live about an hour away. And my husband was throwing himself into a new job where he had a lot of responsibility, a lot of direct reports, people working for him that had been with the company a lot longer and that were a lot older than he was. It was a tough position. But I was so caught up in what wasn't going great. And the things that I wanted him to do, I thought they were needs. Needs are like water, shelter, clothing. But I was pretty sure what I wanted him to do for me were needs. And that he should figure it out on his own. And so what I did was quietly steam during this period in our marriage. I didn't want to let on how upsetting it was when he would call me from the office, say he's coming home, and then not leave the office, but continue working. And he'd come home and, oh, so-and-so needed to talk, or he got cut up with this, and uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, hey, hey, no problem. No problem, dinner's in the microwave. Oh, are you okay? Is something upsetting you? Uh, no, no, mm-mm. no, no thinking, if you have to ask, you know, but who was the ridiculous one? We know men aren't mind readers. And here I was thinking I was being like a good wife by not adding more stress to his situation. He was already overwhelmed at work. I didn't want to be dumping more on him, but quietly steaming is not fighting fair. And that was a real low moment for me, a low period, you know, rough patch in, in our marriage. And, you know, he may or may not feel that way. Um, in fact, I know for a fact that he doesn't because I didn't say anything for me, it was brutal. And it wasn't until I learned how to show up differently and be the one that was going to take some risks and do things different than how I was doing that things would start to change. You know, we can't change other people. And we're silly to think that we can. We know that. We know we can't change other people. If we could, our kids would do everything we want them to do the first time we ask. Not going to happen. We can't change other people, but we can change ourselves. And isn't that powerful? Isn't that what gives you the upper hand and puts you in the driver's seat? 
of course we want to change other people. Of course we want to blame our parents, but okay, you're 18 years old or older, you're in the driver's seat. And for things to change, you have to change. And so that dream relationship that I just had you picture, you know, begin with the end in mind. I felt so hopeless, but when things started to change, when I started to change, I could see how I could get there. I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I believe now that one person alone can change long-standing patterns simply by doing something new. One person can change a relationship. Now, I'm not talking about when there's abuse and addiction and unrepentant infidelity. I'm talking about a situation like I described in my own marriage where people just aren't communicating or someone's not behaving in a way that you think is very loving or respectful. One person, that's all it takes. And you can feel so proud when you're that one person and you take those first steps and in a month or two months or three months, you say, I'm excited about where my marriage is going. And I know it's because I put the work in and I changed the course. So what I learned is that I had to show up differently and not let my husband's actions, like coming home late from work every day, every day, oh my God, affect my happiness. You know, I'm in charge of being happy. It's a choice. And I think that you'd agree that no one else is responsible for your happiness either. Although maybe you're holding them to that responsibility. Ah, Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about the stages of a relationship. We all know the honeymoon phase. Isn't that the best? You're only seeing all the wonderful things about this person. They're just so amazing. Everything they're doing is like so adorable or it's so sweet or it's so loving or it's so caring. You've never felt this way about anybody else. That's how you know they're the one. And you're only focused on what's going great. You know where... Focus goes, energy flows. And that's why you're able to pour so much into a new relationship because ah, it's just rainbows and butterflies. And then you have the first disillusionment. This is the first instance where you start to think that maybe this nearly perfect partner for me is flawed. The first disillusionment. And it probably happened when you were dating, or at least very, very early on in your marriage. And I can think back to the exact point when my then boyfriend did something that made me go, ah. And he said something to me in public that was just a joke. And I totally took it the wrong way. I was overly sensitive. And I spoke up, I said something. But the response I got was like, hey, it was just a joke. And I felt like he was telling me, what's the big deal? Don't be so sensitive. I learned to just zip it. And this has absolutely nothing to do with him and everything to do with me. It said I was only seeing everything that was so wonderful about him. And then this one instant happens and I was crushed. I was crushed. But there was so much good stuff. I was already confident that this guy was the man I was going to marry, that I changed how I was going to show up in a situation like that. And so it was no surprise that years later, I got into this rough patch in my marriage because I wasn't speaking up because I'd learned in that first disillusionment 
not to speak up. You know, don't act so sensitive, Melissa. Just keep your mouth shut. It's not a big deal. But what happens is we build resentment for the other person. So whether you fight like I did, silently steaming, or you are a verbal, loud, I'm going to say what's on my mind. Either way, you're going to build resentment if you're not fighting fair. Once you learn that after that first disillusionment, you guys are different people. And there's sure a lot of sameness. You have probably a lot in common. One of the reasons you're attracted to each other in the first place. But there's a lot of things that are different. And this comes up when you're parenting. This comes up in your marriage. These are the things that you're fighting about. These differences are okay. There's as many differences as there are people on the planet. So when the couples can move past that and revel in the differences and be okay with their different interests, then you can find that sweet spot. But if you can't get past that this person is not going to be aligned in every way you want them to be with your beliefs and values and parenting styles, etc., it's often what leads to conflict and then divorce. But getting through that and knowing that it's okay and all the little things he does that bugs the shit out of me, you can actually be okay with them. Your job isn't to change them. It's actually to be okay with the little idiosyncrasies. That's where you're in the sweet spot, right? My husband still does a little things that can bug me. And I know I still do things that bug him. But it's learning to laugh about it and being okay with it. It's not your job to fix them. It's your job to be okay with the person that you married. So Husband Rehab, my six-week online course, is taking people from the honeymoon phase through their first disillusionment to all the differences that are resulting in major conflict to Finding that sweet spot. That's where I want to bring bring these couples. And hey, I believe it's going to start with these women. And you know, what causes those conflicts in the first place is that you've got these ideas, these rules for your marriage. And they're a result of your upbringing. These are impressed upon us when we're very, very young, but they're unspoken. And let's take me, for example. I grew up in an upper middle class family, very, very nuclear. I had a dad that went to work every day. I had a mom that was a stay-at-home mom for most of my childhood, although she did go back to work when I was in grade school and went on to have a career. I have one sibling. We had a nice, comfortable home. We celebrated Christmases. We went to church on Sundays. It's like I had such a, what I thought, typical upbringing. My parents are still married. They're celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary next year. This was my view of marriage. I saw two people interact. Now, my husband has parents that divorced when he was seven. Do you think he has a different marriage rule than I did? Of course, he had a different model for what marriage looked like when he was growing up. And now we're two people coming together that have totally different backgrounds. And so the marriage rules are like this. It's like, you have your people and he's got his people. And while you guys are falling in love and you're planning romantic weekend getaways, your people are working out the details. 
okay the rules. All right, he's gonna handle the finances. Well, okay, she'll let that happen, but if she doesn't wanna get involved, you're not gonna make her feel stupid. Okay, deal. All right, here's where we are on sex. Okay, well, we're definitely not gonna let that happen. Well, what about just on anniversaries? Okay, okay, we're good with that, but we're not gonna talk about it. We definitely don't wanna be, able, okay, that sounds good. All right, here's where we are with child rearing. Okay, that sounds good. We agree on that point. But what about when it comes to religion? Oh, okay, well, I feel really strong. Okay, so you've got all these rules that are unspoken and your partner has rules and you haven't spoken about them. And so there's conflict when your partner isn't behaving in a way that's aligned with all these rules you have for your marriage that are just a result of your upbringing. It's no surprise so many marriages end in divorce because you don't even know the rules of the game that you're playing. And so what I actually believe is that we have these marriage misconceptions and these come from our rules. One of them is it takes two to tango. He has to meet me halfway. Well, if he's not being loving and respectful, I don't have to be loving and respectful. If he's not going to change, I'm not going to budge. If he's not going to take out the trash, I'm going to nag and nag in increasing volume until he does what I ask him. Okay, these are marriage rules. And Dr. Phil would say, well, how are they working for you? These are marriage misconceptions. But we act like they're hard and fast rules. And the reason I don't think it takes two to tango is because You've been in relationships that aren't 50-50. If you're a mom, your kids are, they're, they're not pulling their weight around here. You have been in relationships where you've done more than the other person. And I believe in marriage, it's like that on different days. How can it be 50-50? I know I wasn't the only one that had 1 Corinthians 13 in my vows. Love doesn't keep a record. Why are you keeping tabs? Have you ever had a friend go through a breakup, she got so depressed and she was like a crap friend. She never called you. Of course not. You gave more in that relationship at that time. Have you ever had a sick parent? And it was like role reversal. You helped that parent. You've been in relationships that aren't 50-50. Marriage is a relationship that's not 50-50. A better distinction is that marriage is 100 percent, not 50-50. It's 100 percent. And you know, you've heard the sayings, two captains sinks the ship. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Like you don't want it to be 50-50. There's days that you're going to shine and you're going to lift up your husband. And there's days that you're crap and your husband's going to pull your weight. Maybe you're pregnant and you're just so tired or you're sick. Maybe one of you gets an illness. It's not 50-50. It's 100%. A healthy relationship is you giving 100% of yourself, 100% of your love, 100% of your kindness. It's not, I'm not getting what I need. It's, am I giving all I can? Stop keeping tabs. And so what I learned to do was stop blaming my husband for the problems in my marriage. And I learned to show up differently by taking responsibility for my own happiness in the marriage. Stop nagging, stop silently steaming, learn 
to have my voice and speak up when I need it. And husband rehab, this is what I'm teaching. I also want people to focus on intimacy, not just sex, but intimacy. And our husbands give us cues. You know, they don't give us cues in the same way that our women friends give us cues because women are so good at talking. We are so good at talking. Men are different. And they send us cues for connection that are going over our heads. And so I want to teach you how to pay attention to those cues. We also need to know that men need respect, not just love. Women love love. Men need respect. And that's a fundamental need for these guys. Are we showing it to them? Maybe not. And I also want women to stop bitching about their husbands, especially to their friends. Maybe you've got one person or like a confidant or your sister, maybe one person, maybe it's your life coach, maybe it's me. One person, stop bitching and complaining. You know where focus goes, energy flows. If you're always talking about it, of course your relationship isn't isn't so awesome. And so husband rehab is going to show women how to show up differently. And as I mentioned, I'm launching the course on Monday. In fact, you can go to husband rehab.com if you want to sign up. And this is the only time I'm going to offer it at this special price. It's $47. This is something I'm pretty sure is going to be like $300, $500. What I'm going to do is have these first few women go through husband rehab, help me tweak it and perfect it, and then make it all pretty and do a big launch at the new year. That's my vision for husband rehab. But right now it's going to be like a really nice mani-pedi. I know you spend money on things like manicures and pedicures. I know what it costs to pay for therapy. I know what a copay looks like. So I feel like $47 for an opportunity to get your marriage on the right path and say in six weeks, I'm so privileged to be married. That is worth so much more than $47. But I'm offering it for $47 because I want it to be an easy yes for the first people to go through this course. And the cart does close on Sunday the 20th. Now, disclaimer, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies after husband rehab. You're still going to have conflict because you're two different people with two upbringings, with two sets of rules, with two different lenses of how you see your marriage. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but you're going to learn how to handle conflict so that you're more connected afterwards. You know, we've all heard the saying about makeup sex, right? That's why it's so good. It's because you're more connected after conflict, but you want to learn how to fight fair. For me, it wasn't steaming. It was learning how to speak up and asking for what I wanted and being okay if my husband didn't oblige. Another distinction in husband rehab. Your partner doesn't have to do what you ask them to do. Mind blown. Okay. So husband rehab, it's six weeks of lessons. It's an online community. And I'm going to do a live Q&A once a week. And this is the only time I'm going to be as involved in the group because there's going to be so fewer people, so many fewer women than the next time I launch it. So if you want to take advantage of this really exciting opportunity to be one of the first women to go through husband rehab, I'll be able to wrap my arms around you more so than any time in the future because it's going to get big. It's going to like blow up. That's my intention for husband rehab. It's going to just be like, whoo, huge, huge. And 
I want you to know that you're so brave for even wanting to take a look at something like this in the first place. And as I said, this isn't for everyone. If you're a married mom and you're dealing with addictions, abuse, even verbal abuse, you're dealing with unrepentant infidelity. I, I wouldn't say that you need to be the one that saves your marriage. I would say you need instant separation. You need immediate separation to discontinue what's happening in your marriage. These are for the women that married their dream guy and now they don't even recognize him. That's who I'm talking to. So again, you can go to www.husbandrehab.com and it would be such an honor if you're one of the first. But space is limited and the cart closes on Sunday. So you got to act fast. Thanks, ladies. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. I so appreciate you for listening.